Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited to be joined today by Peter Bartlett, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Peter is a Senior Managing Director and Portfolio Manager for Mackay Municipal Managers with focus on the high-yield municipal segment of the market. I've been looking forward to having Peter on our podcast, given his depth of experience and the insights he brings to the show. Peter has been in the municipal bond industry for 45 years, working in very senior roles. He brings unique perspective after running one of the largest sell-side trading desks in the industry for many years, and then joined us on the investment management side at Mackay Municipal Managers more than two years ago. So let's jump right in. Peter, great to have you with us on Muni360 Podcast. Looking at municipal bonds in 2022, it's clearly been the most challenging we've seen in at least four decades. You've been through many investment cycles over your career. How would you compare this time to other large municipal dislocations? This is uh, perhaps the the worst I've seen, and I've seen a number of them. Uh, 1988, 1994, 2013. These are times where we've had really high outflow cycles. Let's talk about that specifically. Last year, we had a record amount of money going into the municipal bond market, over $100 billion on the year. That goes primarily into mutual funds, but separately managed account business, insurance companies, bank portfolios. There was tremendous breadth of buying throughout. Municipal rates were extremely low. Credit spreads were tight. This year, we've had over $75 billion in outflows in five and a half months. That's record outflows so far this year record inflows last year. When you think about that, you've had tremendous geopolitical issues, right, with Russia, Ukraine. You've had tremendous fear over rising rates. And obviously, we've had a a dramatic rise in rates. And you've had significant negative performance in municipals. But what's different this time is you've not had credit deterioration. And that's what's really positive about this market. This has been a consistent, it's been a long sell-off, But I feel pretty good about municipal credit overall. And and this is very much technically related based on outflows. Thanks, Peter. And while the team does not make interest rate calls or duration bets in the portfolios we manage, all eyes have been on the Fed, particularly with a more hawkish tone in recent weeks, including a 75 basis point increase in mid-June. A question we ask routinely on the show, but the situation has been fluid each month, How has the market digested this so far, and to what extent are future rate moves factored into this year-to-date sell-off? That's the multi-billion dollar question. When you think about rates, first of all, economists, market participants, generally people are pretty bad at forecasting rates. I've watched a lot of different cycles, and nobody's particularly good about it. What I tend to do is look at the facts. If you think about where rates have moved, let's start with a two-year treasury. The two-year treasury has quadrupled this year. We started the year at 0.74 basis points, less than 1%, and we're now over 3%, 3.07 to be exact. The 10-year treasury started the year at a 150. We're currently at a 310. The 30-year treasury is going from a 196 
to a 322. So we've had a massive move in rates already. What market participants seem to miss at times is that markets are incredibly efficient in predicting what's going to happen in the future, right? Markets react way faster than they predict the future and they react. And so we've had a massive move already. As you mentioned, we, we do our best not to try too much to guess rates. We try to react to rates and pick the right securities within that rate environment. But I, I will say this, there's been a massive move already, whether it was in the fifth inning, the eighth inning, <laughs> the second inning, I'll leave that to economists, but I can tell you we've had a massive move already. So along those lines, uh, outside of rates, inflation, technicals, are there other risks on your mind that investors should think about right now? We pride ourselves on security selection. In municipals, very simply, this is what a lot of people don't understand, is that you have about ten to 12,000 different issues that come every year. That's an enormous amount of debt. Within that, you have about 250 trading days a year. That's, that's about 50 different issues that come every day. Of those 50 issues, we pick two. We turn down 48 or so. So there's enormous amount of opportunity in the municipal bond market, despite what you think of rates, just in terms of credits. Therefore, there's great opportunities with active management to try to buy the right security at the right price. And there's alpha opportunities within that. That's what we focus on. We try to buy bonds at the right price, try to sell them at the right price. That's obviously not, not, not easy, but that's something we focus on very closely every single day. So turning our attention to uh, some other attributes in the marketplace, you know, looking at structure, credit, just levels in general, what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing right now? This sell-off is interesting because in general, municipal and credits have improved over the last couple of years. And let me explain why. First of all, when you think about inflation, that drives prices up, which drives taxes up. You think about sales tax, they go higher. You think about property tax, they've gone higher. You think about capital gains tax have been high. So in general, municipal credits have improved over the last several years. Now, there are spots where it's got weaker. Some of the areas like continued care retirement centers, they've been weaker. COVID really affected. Some airline traffic was down obviously last year, but it's rebounding strongly this year. So there are certain credits that have begun weaker, but in general, municipal credit is stronger over the last couple of years, despite this you know, rather severe price deterioration. So that, that's why we think there's certain opportunity. Also, there's technicals in the market that you need to understand. A third of our market, the municipal market every year is refunding bonds. Remember, most municipals have a call feature. They generally range from one to two years out to 30-year debt, and they have a 10-year call feature. Historically, about a third of the volume every year is refundings. Now, as rates have backed off, and they've backed off substantially, as I mentioned earlier, refunding volume goes down, which means supply of municipal declines. We believe that the next six months, you're going to see a diminution of supply. As I said, a third of that market is refundings, as many of those refundings have gone away because they're not economical at this point. We feel that's a very good opportunity. Secondly, We've had coupons that have gone from like 3% tax-free to 5%. We've seen a massive move in rates. To give you an example, there was deals that were done last year that were 30-year debt, non-rated at 3%. Now those bonds are trading close to 6%. 
So the entry point is much, much better. Similarly, the coupon structure, which gives people yield over time, has gone from three to three and a half to four to four and a half to five. And we've been able to buy some five and a quarter and five and a half percent coupons. When you kind of think about that, think about a treasury, a 30 year treasury at roughly three and a quarter percent. You can buy A rated to double A rated munis between four, four and a quarter and four and a half percent. The taxable equivalent of a four and a half percent is over seven, seven and a half percent. So from my perspective, in looking at the market over multiple decades, when you think about where the equity market is, where you think about the treasury market, municipals are historically attractive. They're attractive because on a ratio basis, in many cases, AAA munis are cheaper than long treasuries. So we've seen credit spreads widened out. We've seen absolute rates increase rather dramatically. And we feel this is a very interesting point in the market. So along those lines, Peter, you know, the dislocation, substantial price velocity is something we haven't seen in a really long time. With that in mind, would you say that this is a market that really lends itself to active trading in portfolios? Well, absolutely. Let's comment on that. For many years, as you mentioned, I, I ran a large dealer position. In general, and this is, this is a general statement, but absolutely accurate. From 2008, 2009, in the financial crisis, many dealers had massive positions in mini bonds. The risk at many of the major banks has decreased substantially. And what that means is the size of the buy side, whether it be insurance companies, bank portfolios, mutual funds, separately managed account business, retail, has increased dramatically. The dealer commitment on the other side of the market has declined substantially. What that means is there's more and more swings in the market. And that means that, in my view, portfolio managers have to be quicker, have to look at entry points, exit points, and again, be able to navigate those swings correctly. Now, I will tell you that in a market like this first six months of this year, it's been extremely difficult. It's been very difficult. And most Portfolio managers have had a difficult time this first six months, but I think that also creates tremendous opportunities. When you look historically at periods where there's been dramatic outflows, like this year, like 1994, 1986, 88, 2013, when you see these big outflow cycles, there's normally a tremendous rebound the next year. Obviously, you know we're not trying to predict what exactly will happen with rates, but if you look throughout history, that has been the case when you see sell-offs like this. The fundamental difference this time is there's not a diminution of credit. As I ask many people about personal finance, I ask a simple question. Do you think your overall tax bracket is going to go down? Do you think your property tax is going to go down? Do you think your sales taxes go down? And in general, the answer is no. And those taxes support a lot of municipal credit. And therefore, this sell-off has been a little different than those in the past. And that's why we're, we're pretty constructive. So along the lines of credit, that's a perfect segue. And, and also a topic we often cover on other podcasts we've been doing, but we just want to get your view. How would you describe the credit landscape currently, Peter? Well, let's talk about a sector that everybody thinks about is housing. We've had an incredible increase in housing prices over the last three, four, five years. As we all know, when you pay your property tax, they sometimes lag. In other words, your, your house is not assessed at the current price. It takes time for that. So in our view, despite how certain areas of the country are having some weakness in housing right now, because we've seen a dramatic rise in mortgage rates, there's still positive demographics in many states. We try to focus on those states that have the greatest demographic increase, places like Florida, places like Texas, places like Utah, Colorado. 
areas where there's been significant housing growth and the prices are still relatively affordable. My point being is that many of those property taxes still have not caught up to the current value. So even if I don't expect these price, these housing increases to be sustainable because they've, in my opinion, they've moved too fast and with mortgage rates going up so high, they'll be difficult to sustain. My point is there's a lag effect on the municipal side in terms of gathering those revenues. And in general, the levels of state local reserves are much higher than going into past credit downturns. This significant appreciation in home values will leave house values, assessed values, well above pre-COVID. So even if we see a sizable housing correction, which I think is the reasonable thought, we still think we're in pretty good shape. And remember, state and local revenue sources increase with inflation in terms of those taxes increase with inflation, which is a positive tailwind of municipals. Great. And as mentioned earlier, you know, clearly you've been in the industry for a number of decades, have really some unique perspectives. You ran one of the largest municipal sell-side trading desks in the industry, joined Makai Municipal Managers more than two years ago. So based on that background, you bring some unique perspectives. And I guess the question is, in covering many of the well-known municipal managers in the industry over the years, and now coming to Makai Municipal Managers, maybe you can share with the audience you know, some of the unique distinguishing factors that you see Makai Municipal Managers having relative to the industry. Look, in general, the industry does a great job in terms of money management. Having said that, I've observed dramatic differences between several big investment houses. I will tell you, all I can speak to is what we do here at Mackay Shields and my observation on the buy side in general. If somebody were to ask me, how would you describe our viewpoint, how we look at municipals, I would just, just say it's a relentless focus on credit selection and research. We spend a tremendous amount of time on that. And in my view, as I mentioned earlier, with, as I said, 10 to 12,000 different issues every year, 50 a day, you got to get security selection correctly. It's by far the most important thing. As I've mentioned earlier, Wall Street economists in general have not been great at guessing rates. We try to just outperform the market by picking the right securities. We also, something that is very different here than many of the, the buy side shops, is that analysts have a tremendous say and they have the ultimate say in terms of what bonds we buy. In many mutual fund businesses, a analyst could be less bullish than a portfolio manager. The portfolio manager can override the analyst. This is not always true, but in some cases it clearly is. In our case, it's reverse. The analysts have the ultimate say in terms of what securities we buy. My observation, and quite frankly, the reason I came here, was the coordination between research and portfolio managers. It's very tight. We have two calls every day. That's all we talk about. It's a relatively small group. It's not a bureaucratic group. There's tremendous uh, input by everyone involved. And that's how I think we differentiate ourselves. And I think this focus on credit and focus on trading, not, not trading for trading's sake. Theoretically, every bond has a, a, a proper entrance point and an exit point. And we do our best to try to outperform the market in that regard. Thank you, Peter. That's great feedback and commentary. And to say, you know, the municipal market is highly complex, to say the least. And the case for active management has really never been stronger, in our opinion. This has been a great conversation. I'm, sh I'm sure our listeners are going to find this really helpful. Uh, before we let you go, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? I would say this. As I mentioned overall, there's an adage in Wall Street about buying the rumor, selling the news. What does that mean? It means that markets are incredibly efficient in discounting the future. So what have we had? 
We've had tremendous talk about higher rates and inflation. Is it real? Of course it's real. The inflation numbers have been way more stubborn than even the Fed predicted. Janet Yellen was very clear on, you know, they kind of missed it. They hung on transitory too long. The market had predicted seven rate hikes and Fed funds were way too low for too long. In my viewpoint, the Fed was a little slow. Having said that, we're not economists. What we do is try to do the best we can with given the rate environment. And my general sense is, as I mentioned my first statement, rates have moved dramatically already. A lot of the noise is in the market. As I said, the two-year treasuries quadrupled. Long rates have doubled. 10-year rates have gone, as I said, from 150 to 310. So my point is we've had a massive move in rates. Does that mean that rates couldn't go higher? It certainly does not. As I said, we do our best to react to the markets, not try to forecast exactly what's going to happen to rates. But I believe I know one thing, that munis are exceedingly attractive right now on a relative basis to other fixed income markets. You can see that because many people my age, people, you know, again, some of the facts are you have 10,000 people that turn 65 every day. You have a lot of America, investing in America, who are looking for stability of income. And quite frankly, we have not had the opportunity. So to be able to buy tax-exempt income, especially in high tax states like living in California or New York, where you have very high taxes, New Jersey and, and many others, to get a four, four and a quarter, four and a half percent in a single A, double A diversified portfolio, in my viewpoint, a tremendous investment over time, especially in an era where even though we've seen a dramatic, you know, 20 percent, 25 percent drop in, in equities, still historically, some of the valuations on, on equities are relatively high. So, you know, our viewpoint is very simple. Diversify your portfolio, whether it be equities and bonds. I can just tell you that from my perspective in, in looking at markets over many, many years, municipals are exceedingly attractive right now. Thanks, Peter. We just want to thank you again for joining us. We'd love to have you back on another show in the future. That wraps up this episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Alpha measures a fund's risk-adjusted performance and is expressed as an annualized percentage. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. Interest rate risk is the potential that a change in overall interest rates will reduce the value of a bond. This 
material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Managers team of Mackay Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward-looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Makai Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Makai Shields. Makai Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Makai Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Makai Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. The reference to very high quality refers to the ratings of an underlying portfolio of debt securities and are rated by an independent rating agency such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through BBB represent investment grade, while BB through D represent non-investment grade.